Welcome to the Remarkable Branding Podcast, the podcast designed to spark ideas on how to launch, grow, or scale your business. We're your hosts, Heather Murphy and Amin Ahmed. Today, we're going to be taking a journey down the Silk Road. I want you to imagine for a second that you're on a dock. You are on a dock and there are ships coming in from all around the world and crate upon crate is stacked on top of each other. And you have to figure out where was that coffee from that was so good. You know, the word to brand means to sear in, like it literally means to burn into. And we want to think about our brands as are they something that are burning into our memories? Is it something memorable? Is it something that defines what our product is? And is it something people want to attach themselves to? So if we think about the early days of uh, mark making, we were talking about some cave painting, some face painting and flag making, but also it was used in marking cattle, right? And but so literally burning into the cattle. Literally burning into their flesh. And uh, while that's not a nice image, the reasons for that wouldn't just delineate ownership. It would also speak to animal husbandry practices. So like the lineage of the cattle, the way that they were fed, the places that they were raised, where they came from. And so mark making also became really important in the early days of trade. So when ships were coming across, people would be able to tell which products they had purchased before. And uh, they'd be able to tell uh, where things had come from, maybe where they're going and the quality of the product. And so that's where mark making became so important. And if I even think back to some of the history of my family, I've been studying uh, the origins of my Métis roots and thinking about Philip Turner, who came in the 1700s, when he would pick up something in the early colonial history of Canada, he would have to know if it's something that he could trust he'd have to know if it's something he wanted and there's even a letter of him requesting a really high quality watch because he wanted to make sure he was as accurate as possible he would have there'd have to be marks on those shipping crates to know who it was going to and what was inside so then that, that leads me to the question are we searing anything in you know when we work with our clients i'm in i'm wondering what message do they want to see her in? And I know you have some key questions that you ask too, to make sure that people's message is driving home. What are some of those questions that you might ask? Yeah, great point, Heather. So whenever we're working with a client, we want to make sure that if we're helping them with their marketing or their messaging, that we're actually, first of all, speaking to the right person. Because if you're talking to somebody that, let's say, is a car enthusiast, but they're into carburetors and, you know, valves. Well, they're going to be speaking a different language than somebody's into an electric vehicle like a Tesla. And they're talking about rather than horsepower, they're talking about, you know, watts or other forms of power. And so I think that's really important is that, you know, as part of the searing into information, we want to make sure that we're using the words that your clients are using. So that's where I start by asking them, well, tell me, you know, what your clients or what your ideal client does or where they hang out. And then, then we can take that and convert that into a message that actually sears into their brain and not, and doesn't confuse them. We really want to make sure that we're not confusing people when we're talking to them. Yeah. So the words we use are a huge part of our branding. And from a visual standpoint, some of the things I look at are where are those ideal audiences going to connect? 
So if it is a more, say, masculine-driven product, I might take a look at some of the feeling that's created by sports teams. And I might try to integrate that visually into a brand. Or if I have something that feels a little bit more corporate and maybe even more government-focused, I might actually implement some colors from the government that they're trying to tie into. So there are some subtle notes that can happen in the weaving of the creating of the visuals of the brand and the storytelling of the brand. But what we want to do is send some subconscious messages to the brain so people know us, like us, and trust us. One brand that comes to mind right away when you talk about this, and uh, this is something that you know our kids are very familiar with, is Amazon. When we get an Amazon box right away, they know it because it's got the words Amazon. It's got the little arrow that goes there. And there's a few things I love about this brand is that I don't know if you know about this, but the Amazon logo to me looks like a smile, first of all, because yes. of the curve, but mm -hmm. the arrow actually points from A to Z. And that's what initially I think was their intention was that they sell everything on their store from A to Z. And that's the arrow, but it also looks like something being shipped. It looks like there's so many elements to it, but that's great branding. Do you yeah. have any examples of branding where, you know, the company may not have done a very good job, but it did sear into your mind and you're like, I'm going to avoid that brand at all costs. Avoid that brand at all costs. I'm not sure, but I just want to kind of want to back up to that Amazon logo and the simplicity mm -hmm. with all the layers that are in there is what is key. Like it, it, it looks so simple. Mm -hmm but it, it sears in because of that simplicity with a lot of thought. You know, we just had somebody approach us for a logo and they ended up going a different direction and they have in, integrated about 10 different visuals into that logo. So really branding should be the distilling down into the essential nature so that it hits home. So if I think about a brand that I decided that I would want to stay away from, I'm trying to think, that's a hard question. That's a hard question. For me, I think about car brands, like car uh, companies. Often, you know, if you're looking to buy something, well, you know, Ford comes to mind from a long time ago. I think Fords have come a long way, but, you know, F-O-R-D, fix or repair daily, found on road dead. And when I see that <laughs> blue circle with the scripted Ford, you know, you, you sort of think, hmm, maybe I should stay away from that. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's car, like I mentioned, Tesla or Honda or Toyota or Mercedes, and, you know, Mercedes is a very simple three-pointed star, but yet it stands for so much in terms of quality and elite and, you know, so it's, it's quite interesting. It's quite fascinating how a visual, really simple visual can convey so much information in, in such a quick way. Yeah. And it's important because it lets us know if we belong there or not. Like, for right. example, I have so much respect for Harley Davidson and the things they do, but I don't fit there. That is not my people. <laughs> but I really think that they're doing an amazing job. It's just not my thing, you know? Right. So like art supplies, that might be something where I look at, I'm always looking for the golden label or I'm looking for the top of the line because mm -hmm. I want archival quality art supplies. And so if I see a name that I don't recognize, I don't buy it because I don't know, like, and trust them right? Because it's important to me that my artwork is of archival quality. So as we take a look at the Silk Road and we travel back down and we think about the reasons why people start to mark their crates, I want you to take the time to think about if your brand had a crate, what would be the essential information that you would want to steer into somebody's mind? And then next episode, we're going to be talking about what it takes to be, build longevity in your brand. It's going to be a great episode. 
Thanks so much, Heather, for your amazing insights and wisdom into this. And I'm looking forward to chatting again next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remarkable Branding Podcast.